0: All right. We're here for our remote roundtable, and we got Matt Samet here. Uh, Matt, can you raise your hand so everyone knows who you are? That's uh, me. Matt, our editor. We got Kevin Corrigan, our digital editor. Kevin, you want to wave? Hello, everyone. All right. And then uh, Lindsay Westcott, our designer, um, and myself, Kevin Riley. Um, obviously, we're going through the... Coronavirus pandemic here, and we're all kind of hunkering down at our homes. And uh, this is just another, uh, you know, bump in the road uh, of many. Um, so we'll be doing these roundtables remotely like this, and for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, usually we start off with uh, some spray. I doubt too many of us have any spray. You know, I stopped going climbing. Last week. Um, you know, that was a decision I've made. Um, how about yourselves? Have you guys been not climbing, out climbing? What's been the the situation for you all personally?
1: I have not been out climbing. It's been two weeks now for me. I was up at Sinks two weeks ago, drove home that Sunday, and have not been out since then.
2: Yeah. I'm at about two weeks since I've been to the gym or anything
0: yeah um and uh you know what have we all been doing to kind of stay active have we been staying active or are we all just sitting in front of the tv
3: uh, i've been practicing insomnia i don't know if that works for you. i don't know if that counts as being active but you just you look at the news feed on your phone and you talk to Pratt and you watch youtube videos about how bad everything is and then you stay up to like three or four in the morning just kind of like of angst and and dread, and um, I think that burns a lot of calories, so you might be able to get pretty fit that way. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I've been running a bunch. Um, you know, I've been trail running. It seems to be, um, you know, some people's opinion that even trail running uh, uh, is somewhat dangerous because you're passing so many people on the trail. I have noticed there's just such a huge bump in traffic on the trails you know it used to be i could go to more obscure trails and i'd only see a few people and now it seems like every day is a weekend on the trail Um, the trailheads are quite busy i do see quite a bit of social distancing people not really uh, getting as close as they used to um but there's still a lot of cars out there and a lot of people you know at first i thought it was a great thing that probably a lot of kids that don't get outside that much were getting outside Um, but, you know, this thing is just evolving so quickly that it seems like we all need to be really flexible and how we are getting outside. I think it is important. Um, you know, exercise is really great for, um, you know, your immune system and, and just for general well-being. I think it is important to get exercise and be out in nature, but obviously we all need to be doing it responsibly. Um, so, you know, one other thing that I've noticed, there's um, a lot of shaming going on online for people who are getting outside. I just saw Alpinist, Um, Katie Ives, the editor-in-chief over there posted something, how Alpinist is getting shamed because they're posting uh, reports. Um, I didn't actually know, you know, where they were getting shamed. Immediately, I went to the message boards, went to Mountain Project, didn't see anything. Have you guys seen any... Kind of public, shame.
3: Uh, it was a Facebook post from someone, uh, another writer, but um, yeah, I think the issue there was he thought they were reporting on a sense that were happening now, but they'd actually run an article about something that would happen in
0: 2018,
3: so it's more so, understanding, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, it's Climbing is a recreational and leisure activity, right? And right now, the whole world is in survival mode and people's lives are at risk and people are dying and people are getting sick and the healthcare system is being overwhelmed or soon to be overwhelmed, like all very, very serious stuff. Um, at the same time, we are a climbing magazine, right? Yeah. And so I, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what do you guys think? What, What is morally or ethically correct to report on at this point, I mean, most people, probably the good news is most, there's not much climbing news because no one's really out climbing anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. It's like everyone's at home. All the gyms are closed. The Olympics have been postponed. But there's a sense that happened in the last week or two, I'm sure. Like, you know, we reported on a um, woman. I forget her name. She did the 15A. Um, uh,
2: Julia Chouinard? I don't think it's Schoenard. Well,
3: we're butchering her name. Sorry, Julia. Um, But she did that, like, you know, whatever, two weeks ago, right? When we were sort of on the cusp of all these closures. So were we wrong to report it? Were we right? Uh,
2: You know, things have been changing so, so fast. Uh, And that's a challenge I've been facing and trying to just report on what people should do. I wrote this one article that was like, is it okay to climb in the gym right now? And like, by two days later, everything had changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, I think at that point, it wasn't unreasonable to go climbing outside. Like there wasn't, I mean, I don't know about in Europe, but at least here there wasn't the the widespread agreement that people shouldn't be out there.
3: Hmm. I mean, is it useful to shame people on social media for still climbing or posting climbing content? I mean, that that's one thing I've kind of been wondering i don't i don't
2: think so at all uh i don't think people respond well uh when you attack them (laughs) Mm -hmm. and one example i can think of is there's this instagram account called the national parks hate you or something like that and all they do is find instagram posts from people who like stepped off trails or just did things that are like generally inappropriate in the national parks but they're not like reaching out and at educational way where it's just like hey i noticed you did this maybe you didn't realize this causes erosion like just a heads up Mm you know like attacking these people and sending their followers to attack these people and like reposting their photos and shaming them and that's just going to make these people like react negatively and be like screw you it doesn't make them receptive to being educated and i mean i think the same thing is true for climbing
3: right I don't know, Lindsay, have you been crack-shaming people on on the internet?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. I think people just need to use their own discretion. Like, you know, if you're a local and still climbing in areas where maybe there aren't very many cases, like, that's rad, in my opinion. Like, do whatever, like, use your best judgment. But then, you know, the stuff like people spending spring break in Moab, is a tiny town that could have easily been overwhelmed like I totally get the anger there but I think that there's just a more eloquent way to express it in terms of yeah educating climbers helping them understand that sure maybe you're in this age group where you think you're invincible um, but let's still just do what's best for everybody and stay out of those small towns.
3: Yeah I mean it seems like we should be doing our best to unite as a community and not cast aspersions and blame and, and this and that. I mean, I just, I mean, after 9-11, I know people, that was obviously different because that was a terrorist attack. And if you went climbing, you weren't spreading terrorism. Whereas now you could communicate a virus to someone and you could pick it up and no one knows. But yeah, you know, I remember there's just this sort of eerie feeling in the air. And I think there's some of that too, right? People are on edge and there's a lot of Hey, don't go climbing. It's risky. It could trigger a mountain rescue. I mean, at the same time, I mean, I, and I'm not advocating for climbing. Like, you know, at a certain point, I got to go get groceries. I don't really want to go to the grocery store. I'm kind of gripped about going to the grocery store. Like last oh, time. I sure. Called, yeah. I mean, it's my hat's off to the, to the folks that work there because they have to be around human contact all day. And I went in there and you know, I was wearing gloves. Some people have masks. And it was like, this. This is, this is uh, this is, this is this is real, you know? so i don't know what my point was um <laughs> just that there's there's a lot of risk in the air right now and i guess you know people's blood blood is up and so maybe that's why there's been some of this online winch hunts but i, I would just say that as a community i don't i don't think it's useful i think suggestions like you're talking about kevin like doing the opposite of what that national parks hey you you know just being like hey there's too many of us this crag. We should leave, or just taking the initiative to leave yourself if you're out climbing and it's an uncomfortable situation. Or yeah, like Lindsay said, being smart and not going to destinations right now. Though obviously more and more of that is being taken off the table because, you know, like in Boulder where we are right now, we're in a lockdown, so we can't go anywhere anyway.
0: It seems very similar to the situation of climbing on wet rock and red rocks. You know, our number. Well, it's still kind of going on. You know, it seems like when it rains, sometimes locals will go out, take photos of people that are still climbing and stuff, and then they all get shamed online. Uh Um, But it seems like if you go into the situation um, trying to, uh, you know, bring those people down or shame them, they're not as receptive. And if you just have a real conversation, um, you know, like they're more receptive to it. And I think ultimately that has the best results. So I think you're right. I think it's, you know, just having like a real conversation instead of just slamming someone online and and maybe not even really understanding the situation in its entirety. Right. Just like with what happened with Alpinus. like that person obviously didn't spend much time researching what the situation was. I bet they didn't even read the entire post. They just saw some image
3: and freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a
2: lot of knee jerk reactions happening. And I mean, that's just not, good for anyone
3: yeah it's not helpful and i'm sure the people who are working in hospitals right now would say the same thing you know like as a community you guys shouldn't be acting this way like people are still going to be good there's going to be car crashes there's been climbing rescues like this stuff's still going to go on right now and casting blame isn't necessarily that useful i mean and the other thing i think it, you know it's related to, did that piece go up from Brittany yet about yeah that went up this morning yeah i mean you might want to talk about that more but like there's a lot of people who aren't even necessarily doing this deliberately but they're living in vans or they were already on the road and this hit and then suddenly they're stuck somewhere
2: yeah uh and people should go check out Brittany's story let me pull up the name of it real quick so uh it is called Dirk bagging in the time of covid 19 and she's basically talking about how she's a van lifer and She's getting the message to go home from everywhere, but she doesn't feel like she has an option, a safe option that is home. You know, like if she went go to go stay with her parents, they're in a high risk group and she would be afraid of bringing the virus to get to them if she has it. Uh, like, you know, the place where her employer is located is in Seattle, which is like ground zero for this. Uh, and it's just kind of a weird, difficult situation. The dirtbags are being put in, not that they want to cause problems for every, anyone, but... They're just kind of stuck with it.
3: Yeah, I mean, it just seems hypocritical to, to really like look down on the, our traveling climbers right now. Because these are people, before all this hit, there's so much, I mean, to be honest, there's so much like marketing and spray about living the van life. And we all want to live the van life, and everyone wants the van. And then suddenly this hits, and people who've chosen to live that life or don't have the, the means to pay rent or have a mortgage, we're suddenly like, oh, these people are filthy, dirty gypsies. Get them out of my town. I mean, I think it's a, sort of a horrible approach. I, I, you know, I would encourage anyone who has a space in a business or a closed business to consider how you might provide somewhere safe for, for climbing van lifers to park. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if gyms are able to or not. You know, it could be a liability issue and this and that. You know, a lot of gyms allow like the van lifers to park there anyway, but some don't. But since the gyms are closed now, is a vehicle in your parking lot really going to be a problem, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think they have, like, a bigger issue to deal with where they no longer have, like, public showers to go to. Libraries are closed. Starbucks are closed. You know, a lot of them who do work remotely no longer have access to Wi-Fi, really. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's pretty grim for them. Um, Right. I don't think there's necessarily an answer but I think you know one of the silver linings of all of this is you know learning how to deal with this search situation and hopefully coming out of this um you know that community will be better prepared for when this happens because I can guarantee you well there's not many guarantees in life but I feel like this is not going to be the last time we have to deal with COVID-19 or any other pandemic as we become a more globalized Uh, world, you know, we're going to continue to be dealing uh, with these viruses on a more frequent basis. So hopefully this raises some questions that we can deal with in the short term and give us answers, uh, more long-term answers. Cool. So one thing I've been wondering, you know, with news is like, maybe there's other news out there that hasn't been covered, like you know, has the moon board climbing community come together um, at all? Or are there, like, competitions through moonboard that we could start covering? Are there people recording themselves climbing indoors? Um, are there, um, like, visualization meditation uh, sessions for climbers so you can visualize yourself climbing? <laughs> uh, kind of like in a hippy-dippy way, right? Like, what are you works- doing? It does work, right? I think, Kevin, you'd be a great person to lead that.
2: There's a, so, so, you know, before Andre did silence, he uh, got all into visualization. He was like doing these videos where he's lying on his back in the floor with a physiotherapist or some kind of movement expert and like moving his arms around in the air for the holds. And uh, I had a deep cleaning at the dentist in the fall. Yeah. And it, it was my entire mouth, so it was like a while. So just to like disassociate, I was like, I'm just going to spend this whole appointment visualizing my project at Flagstaff, which was Upper y Traverse at the time.
3: Uh-huh. And
2: after the appointment, I drove over there and I sent it.
0: That's so love. Like,
3: oh, it's legit. <laughs> it
0: works. <laughs> Maybe like we on- should do a video series of visualization of classic climbs or boulder problems. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs>
3: yeah
1: i guess that graham video, someone pantomiming an uh-huh. outdoor climb and you have to guess what it is <laughs> you
3: have to you watch them and then you, yeah you're like oh i know what that is <laughs> yeah not to be that's upper white traverse yeah i don't know you know on facebook there's the Moonboard climbers network and i haven't seen any competitions yet but um, and there's also a home wall group on Facebook, which is just blowing up. Like right now, if you have a home wall or are interested in home wall beta or seeing what people are doing, I would highly suggest that 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 group. Because there's a lot of really cool pictures of people's home walls, stuff they're doing, like now that everyone's kind of shut in. There's advice from people on there like Ian Powell was giving someone advice about whether or not to put in a kicker plate. You know, Ian has been yeah. shaping molds for 25 years now and, you know, considered one of the best shapers in the, in the industry um cones kilter grips so yeah there's 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 cool content for sure but i haven't seen anything like official coalesce yet and uh i want i want to mention it uh because i'm
2: expanding my home wall right now you can order uh lumber from home depot and i assume probably the other big box stores as well uh see their pro services section so i just called them up and was like i need two sheets of this plywood and like couple studs for 20 bucks they'll bring it to your house like you never have to go to the store so if you're thinking about building a home wall and you can figure out everything you need in advance, which is tricky uh, you can get all
3: that stuff brought over to you. Cool. Metolius has a good um, they've got a PDF up at their site forever how to build a home wall and you know like if you build a moon board too, from scratch they have um, designs too so you actually yeah there's there's some resources out there you can find like everything you need for you to start building.
2: I have seen some cool stuff on the gram from uh, Stefano Gilsoffi. am I Mm -hmm. pronouncing that right? Um, The Italian climber has done 515C, has his own home wall, and he's created this like insane circuit that's his long-term project during the quarantine. Uh, So that's been fun to follow. It's like, I don't know, like four like 50 move 8C things or something.
3: Yeah, it is cool. He has a cool home wall. He's got all those kind of colorful sloping blobs on it and stuff. And he's, you know, it seems like, I mean, a lot of pro climbers, I know this was another topic we're going to talk on, it's like what are pro climbers doing now? But I think he and others have been producing some some nice content for their, their following, you know, that stresses both the seriousness of the situation, but as well as, hey, what can we keep doing as climbers to stay engaged? I don't know. Have you guys seen other cool stuff up there? Lindsey, Kevin, and your internet travels?
0: Um, yeah, I've seen a little bit of stuff. Um, you know, again, just like a lot of kind of like training, uh, content. I'm not much of a trainer though. So <laughs> I usually, I, you know, I, tune have in for a second or two, but I'm tuned out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Same. I feel it's mostly, I've been interested in seeing what my friends are doing to sort of handle it all. And I think, that people have just bought a lot of hangboards, have figured out how to put them up and switch them out. And it's just really rad to see people like sharing tips and tricks and trying to entertain each other. Like, have you seen all of the Instagram stories where people are tagging each other, like, do 10 push ups, do 10 pull ups, and you know, you tag five more people to do it and pass it on? So Stuff like that I think is just like trying to keep each other engaged and entertained. Maybe not necessarily like training as hard as we usually do, but still just making it like a fun, we're not together, but we're all in this together type of thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like kind of building micro communities with these little acts that you can do to stay busy. Yeah. That's yeah. so fun. I know I'm Peter, also- oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, I've also seen uh, Danny Parker has just been featuring uh Everyone that sends in their crack machine to him, oh, cool. Uh, which has been fun to see. Like there's just been all these different neat designs. And yesterday he must have had like 30 of them on his Instagram
3: story. Nice. Yeah. I mean, there's good content coming out still. I think Peter Beale was going to start a training series. I think it's the boulderingbook.com or boulderingbook.com hangboarding, stuff like that. So, yeah, it seems like people are good stuff out there.
0: Well, I think you know we've covered coronavirus uh, quite a bit here. Um, so, uh, real quick to wrap up, let's just do a quick uh, roundtable on when we think we're going to finally be able to climb outside.
3: Yeah, dude. <laughs> our our great leader said so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll start off. I'm thinking we're going to be able to climb outside. By, I'm gonna guess April 30th. That's my guess. So I think we got a, at least another month.
3: I'm gonna say May, mid-May, because China Wuhan was in lockdown for two months to get it under control, and I think that's what we're gonna see here as well, because this has all started like basically Friday the 13th, right? Yeah. So that's my guess. All right.
0: What about you, Lindsay? What do you think?
1: Uh, I think it'll be closer to like mid April. I think that people are like, I think people are doing a lot of work to help flatten the curve, as we say. And I I think that those people that have gotten sick are going to like get back to churning out normal life, you know? So I don't know. I'm hopeful, but I don't know how realistic that <laughs> well i like uh,
2: that oh Okay, ready for my answer then <laughs> august, august 2022 well i i think we're gonna see some on and off for a while because the lockdown is gonna be released but then the infected rates are going to start rising again so i think it's going to repeat itself a few times and i don't think we're going to be back to normalcy until there's a vaccine in like a year.
3: Wow. Yeah, you're probably right.
0: Uh, All right, good uh good note to end on. Nice. <laughs> and- <laughs> Thank
1: you
3: Sorry, hey, everyone. everyone. <laughs> you know I have a funny joke? I'm trying to think. I asked, yeah, I do. yeah, who's got a joke here? Do you have any corny dad jokes? Uh... What's
0: the best thing that you guys have seen come out of this coronavirus so far as it relates to climbing, if you have it? Anything? Um. (laughs) Well, I've seen so um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Alpine Sports, but it's a retail store, and their local community came in and bought $75,000 worth of gift certificates, the support.
3: Wow. Wow.
0: Taylor. I thought that was absolutely amazing and just demonstrated what a, a great community to have so I'm I'm hoping that we see uh, more examples of like more examples like that in the future
2: well we should thank our summit subscribers because they're helping us keep our doors open and support writers and photographers and other people in the climbing media uh, and we appreciate that Good point. It's a good uh, time to also mention all of you
0: Summit members out there that you guys have a free membership to Vertical Life. Um, We wrote an article about climbing movies that you can stream online. They're on that list. Um, So if you haven't done so already, make sure to check it out. There's, geez, I don't know, 10, a dozen. I I don't know how many videos are out there, but there's quite a, a number of videos that stream out there free of charge as a Summit member.
3: Nice.
0: Great. Well, thank you all. And uh, Godspeed. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. See ya.